Welcome Cheeky Goddesses. Uh, this is Michelle Moss here with Lauren Macedonsky and we are here giving you our podcast and today at Cheeky Vibe Peaceful Life we are interviewing our friend Rachel. Hi Rachel. Hi. So I have known Rachel for a little while and we met at the gym where she used to work. Do you still work there? I do. Oh okay where she still works. <laughs> Maybe a shift that I'm not seeing you there at Orange Theory. I always give a plug to my gym because I love my gym. Um, but that's where I met Rachel and she recently had, well, within the last year, had this beautiful little baby yes. named Olive. Yes. Yes. So, um, we're going to talk a little bit about her, um, journey that she's been on since giving birth and, um, how old is Olive now? She's going to be a year on the 27th of this month. Of February. Yep. Okay. So this is her celebratory month. Yeah. The month of love. Yes. <laughs> that's great. great. Almost a Valentine's Day baby. Very cool. I tried Okay, so how are you today, Lauren? Good. Yeah? Tell it's me relaxing. what's been new. Anything new? No, I, the, this weekend my girls are with their dad, so. Oh, and we did celebrate this yeah, weekend. Yeah, we did get to celebrate. Our, our thousandth um, play, our thousandth download happened last Monday, so we are now over Ooh. a thousand. Yeah, yeah, so we went and had a little celebration. That was nice. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, we had a couple people that came out to support us. Um, that's always good stuff. Um, how have you been today? Is today off day for you? Do you have to work or do anything today? I'm off. My dad, my husband's home with uh, my daughter. So you had a little bit of self self care yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> good. I'm gonna go to the mall after. Oh, good. So yeah. it continues. Yeah. The fun continues. Yes. Um, it's great to have our interviews because it can be very cathartic for the person that we're interviewing, but it also could be helping someone out there listening. Some other person could be going through something. And um, we've had Michelle's interview and we've had Ray Lynn's interview and we've had wonderful feedback from those interviews and we have a lot of really cool ones coming up. But we'll get back to today's interview with Rachel. So um, Rachel, what made you decide to share your story on Cheeky Vibe Peaceful Life? I've been the type of person to hold everything in, and I think that not everyone always has the right same journey or is by the books mm -hmm. after having a baby, and I think that I've had to actually do a lot of digging myself to kind of know what my feelings were and what I was going through, so it's kind of nice to kind of hear other people's journeys that are kind, that aren't, they're not like mine, mm -hmm. but at least I can... And somebody could be going yes. through what you're going through and saying, wow, I thought I was all alone. And guess what? Other people are feeling the same way. Yes. So there is some, you know, empathy yes. for other people. I think it's kind of a relief too when you realize like, okay, we're all human. Mm -hmm. We'll go through stuff. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I'm not trying to like keep acting like everything's okay all the time anymore right. either. Well, and, and yeah, we have, you don't have to be perfect. Yeah. We talked a little bit about that too. We always do this before we actually start our recording is just chat a little bit and you know, what were your expectations when you found out, okay, Rachel, you're going to have a baby. And then what did you think when the baby was going to come? What was your, like, you know, maybe that idyllic view of what reality was going to be? I thought I would be sleeping still the same. <laughs> Big change. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, during my pregnancy, I wasn't sleeping great either. So I kind of had a awakening of that, but... Mm -hmm. I think that's God's way of preparing us. You yes. Know? <laughs> and it's only been worse. My daughter sleeps. My daughter started sleeping through the night from the third week. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know. I just kind of was like, okay, it's going to be up and downs. and But I actually did think it was going to be a little bit more steady than what it has been. Mm -hmm. Not as 
crazy, <laughs> but and I think that's that hard thing for us is that we do have expectations about something, mm -hmm. and then when it's not there, then we take on the guilt like, well, what am I doing wrong? Yes. You know, I thought it was going to be like this. I must be doing something wrong because we own it. Because again, we're the queens of guilt, and right. you know, get that role overload and start blaming ourselves. When in reality, every new mom goes through some difficult times adjusting yes. and not just new moms but new parents new new dads yes. um, so it's an adjustment for the whole family or if you have already have children so it's an adjustment for the children that are already in the home bringing home a new baby too yes. that's a whole nother yes thing. and so. like I thought I would have kind of the same life that I did a little bit mm -hmm. and I don't <laughs> so what's changed what do you think what's been like the biggest change other than lack of sleep um kind of a lot of my me time mm -hmm. is gone like it's not about me anymore it's about my daughter mm -hmm. and I put her in front of me mm -hmm. so if I like she's taking a nap I try to get things done I don't get to even rest myself mm -hmm. there's days where yes I do but very little and what would we tell her Lauren about when the baby's taking a nap and she has a million things to do <laughs> Hmm. I've learned to put some of that on the back burner. Yeah, <laughs> take a nap too. And yeah, and rest myself. I mean, I, that's why I joke now and say I have a laundry chair in my living room because <laughs> I've just learned to like, you know what? It's okay if not everything is done yes. and I'm not marking everything off my to-do list a certain time of day. I'm like, okay, the rest of the time is for my girls yes. or for me if I don't have them. Yes, and I, I try, but... I know it's hard. It is. Well, it's, you're still in that baby state. I think yeah. you're still kind of working through that. Like, I, I remember feeling like that. That first year, especially. Yeah, the first year is hard. Because yes. they, they need you so much more. Like, obviously, now my girls are four and seven, so. That's nice. They can help themselves a little bit more. And I'm looking forward to that, but I'm enjoying this. I was just yeah. going to say, I love <laughs> that you said that. Because every single moment that in the every single season of a child's life is so enjoyable. Mm -hmm. And finding a way not to say, oh, I wish they could crawl. Yeah. I wish they could walk. I wish they could go to school. I wish, you know, because you're missing out on oh, being so in the moment. Yeah. Yes. And in five this minutes, year. you're walking or down the aisle or whatever. Yeah. It goes incredibly it's, fast. It has. So how, had, how has your past, you know, impacted you today or, you know, looking back at the old you versus the you now or what you went through to now the journey um I never thought I would want to be a mom mm -hmm. and so it has definitely changed my eyesight on everything and then I was always hard on myself with my fitness and my health so my the body image that I have to put in my head is gonna be different than what it was before I think a lot of moms go through that you yes. know and my doctor told me one time you know, once you have a baby, your body, no matter how hard you work, will never be the same and be okay with this is this is the new reality and this is still beautiful yes. in a little bit different way. Yes, and that's been hard. I had a goal for myself that after I gave birth, I would lose all the baby weight within three months. And I <laughs> am still losing it and it's been almost a year. Right. And that's that's like yeah. one of those expectations that can set you up to fail and set you up for depression and anxiety because you have this expectation that I'm gonna be this and then when you don't get there it's like oh when I think you, in that phase, you don't remember, like, okay, it took me nine months to get here. Yes. I have a baby. It's like you're, you have to, like, heal from that. I mean, I had C-sections, so I had to heal. Everything's moving back into place. It's like, <laughs> it's not just going to happen overnight. Right. And you can't be hard on yourself. I know. And we did talk about this before we started recording, too, is the, the body image thing and what you're role modeling for your beautiful baby girl who's going to grow up hearing and seeing and looking yes. and learning vicariously through what you're saying and doing. Yes. So making sure that 
you're cognizant of that. Yes, and and as a personal trainer, I also have to put the positivity out there too for my clients. Mm-hmm. That going like I know you're going through a stage of your life too, and like I have to also put a good example. And mm-hmm. I mean, we all have our bad days, but mm-hmm. I'm at the end of the day trying to make sure that I'm positive with myself and that I take every day, day by day. And And giving yourself those affirmations as you're going. Yes. That you are, I mean, I've seen some of your pictures that you've been posting, which again, I'm older than these two beautiful (laughs) young women and they're both beautiful and great, but you know, seeing your progress and seeing you get, getting to where your goal is and you look great. Thank you. You really do. Thank you. Um, So you're training now? Yes. And so how's that going? It's going great. Now, how's that feel to leave the house and um, leave your baby girl and go out and work And that's another obstacle that I've gone through is leaving my daughter. Um, A lot of my anxiety comes from leaving the house. I don't want to leave her. I'd rather be at home and be with her. Um, So I've been doing little by little every day. And it's nice to get out of the house for three hours a day, Mm -hmm. four sometimes, but I'm not to the point right now where I'm getting anxiety when I'm gone. So I'm taking it little by little instead of going for an eight-hour workday. Good. So you're building yeah. yourself into it. Yes. And her, too, because she has yes. to be used to not being with you every day, all day. Yes. So how does your how, when you were having these anxiety and depression things come, how did it manifest in you? Like, how did you, what were you going through? What was your body doing? What was your mind doing? I, I've never had anxiety before. So when I started getting, like, this it almost felt like I was going to throw up. Mm-hmm. Like everything, there was like a feeling in my chest, like heaviness in my chest. And then like, not even butterflies. Like it was just knots, like in my stomach. Like I wanted to throw up and I would just sit there and I'd be like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. Like I would sit there and be quiet. And sometimes my husband would be like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I don't feel like I, I'm going to throw up. Like I'm like, I'm getting in my head. I, what, I was at a job before where I was gone, like, 11 hours a day and you mean while you've had your since you've had yes, your baby yes yes it was kind of for a short period of time that I decided to sign up for the job that I was excited but then once I started kind of getting into the routine and like leaving I just like I the so day the, before, again the expectations yep. and reality didn't really match no and the day before I would start just feeling so sick to my stomach like I just like I can't do it I don't want to leave her I, I'm not ready and then the day would come and I would just try so hard. I would, I took a little bit of time off my Apple watch just to kind of mentally clear, but then I would wear it only at work in case something were to happen. I was constantly checking in and it's like, that's not good. And I wasn't at the job that I was at. Like I didn't want to be there because I wanted to be at home. Mm -hmm. So it made it even worse for me. And then when I'd come home, I'd be fine. Mm -hmm. Like it was just like a relief off my chest, like that I was home. And then it would all happen again. At the time, I was only working one day a week. And then come the new year, I was supposed to work two days a week. I was like, I can't. I can't do that. And so I finally, like, I was kept telling myself, I'll try it. I'll see how it goes. And I never, like, I kept ignoring the inside of me. Like, I was, like, pushing it down. And did you share it with anybody? Did anybody know that you were going through this? Um, halfway through December, yes. My, I finally kind of broke down and I told my husband. When, I was when like, did all this start? Um, I started this job in October. So you went several months. Yes. Shoving it down. Yes. And being, trying to be the perfect 
Like I can do it all. Do it all without yep. saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Listeners, this is what we're saying. You know, shoving it down doesn't really work. No. And and it was manifesting again in somatic symptoms, mm-hmm. stomach aches, feeling nauseous, like panic attack kind yep. of stuff. And then I wouldn't sleep. And then finally I told my husband and he was kind of like, well, you, you can like quit if you want, but then... I've been such a hard worker before my daughter too that I was like, I don't want to quit. Like, I don't want to do this, but I've never had this feeling before. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, all right, maybe I will. And then finally, like, I did do the two days, like one week, and I was like, I can't. I'm done. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. And, and good that when you finally brought it out to your husband, mm-hmm. you guys talked about it. So that's the communication part. And yes. then he said, well, quit if that's what you need. That's the mm-hmm. compromise part. But you're saying it wasn't, you didn't feel like quitting was. You identified with being a worker and you're a hard worker. So does that mean you're not a hard worker if you're not working and having a baby? So kind of jiving all that in your head. But then once you made your decision, how did you come to decide to go back and get into training? Um, Well, I was, I met Orange Theory. Mm -hmm. um, So I was already still constantly working there. So I technically had two jobs. Which by the way, she could take baby Olive there. So we all got to see her all the time. So it was (laughs) great. Yes. (laughs) So you didn't have to leave her when you went there. Yes, sometimes. Um, But then... So I had the two jobs and then so I finally went down to just the one and then I had the opportunity where I can be a personal trainer at a different gym and then I can also teach classes as well. So I just told them I want to start light Mm -hmm. and then so now my schedule is like three hours a day from Monday through Thursday. Mm -hmm. So Monday and Wednesdays I'm leaving her during the day and then Tuesdays and Thursdays I'm leaving her in the evening Mm -hmm. and it's only for like an hour before she goes to bed so I'm Mm -hmm. not as feeling as guilty for so your husband her. will be working with her during her. Tuesdays and Thursdays and does he normally put her to bed or is that usually your job um it's we do it together we kind of try to have a routine mm-hmm. sometimes it doesn't always go as planned still but we do try to have a routine where we both do it he had rotator cuff surgery mm-hmm. and so it was mainly just me for a while because he couldn't really do anything he's just now beginning to lift her and like carry her okay so i'm like okay It'll you weren't doing him. anything yeah. for a couple months now you can help me out yeah <laughs> i mean it's that again that's compromise yes you know for you to have the job that you're liking and you're building back up but yes he can help you out with her yes and that was um another thing that we sat down and talked about was that for a little bit after I was starting to have like all this anxiety, I was like, I don't want to work. I want to be a stay-at-home mom. Like, I think this is for me. Mm-hmm. And he, at the time, didn't want me to, so we compromised, and I said, let's just start out light. And it was a, I've wanted to be a trainer for many years now, and it just fell in my lap, this opportunity. So it was like, I can't not pass this up, and I don't want to regret it later down the road mm-hmm. if I don't take it. Right. And I, I've been enjoying it. Right. I love it. And when I'm there, I'm, I'm helping someone and I love it. So I love the way, too, you're, you're, when you make a decision, you know, when you went to that first job mm-hmm. that you were working 11 hours and, you know, you made the decision to do it, but then you re reevaluated, made the decision not to do it. Yes. You know, you know, decisions aren't something that, oh my gosh, that that's that fear holding you back. Oh my gosh, I can't do this. It's you make a decision and then you go with that decision. And then if it doesn't work out, you make another decision. <laughs> right. Yes. So that was, you know, that was good decision making stuff. Thank How's you. your anxiety with your new job? Um, so since I'm only there like three hours, yeah. it's I'm steady. I've also started taking like 
little CBD oil right before I go and work. So I kind of like mask those nerves a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I just constantly breathe. And I think that the fact that I'm, it's only a little bit throughout the day. I'm not five hours. Like I think if I were to go over five hours right now, I might not be able to. But I'm only there three. And so I just Is anything home. else triggering your anxiety right now? Alcohol. Every time I have a drink, it can only be two drinks, and then I just feel guilty after and anxiety. I can't sleep. I'm wide awake, which I'm already not sleeping anyway, <laughs> so it doesn't help me. And then I just start feeling so bad about myself for having those two drinks. Like, what did I do? Like, Are I'm you feel bad about the mother side of it, your body, or both? Everything. Both. Like, what is the alcohol really doing for my – like, what is it doing for me? Am I getting mm-hmm. enjoyment out of it? Like, all the anxiety that I was doing, like having, I was drinking, like having a couple of drinks. Was it, yes, you were using the alcohol as a coping skill yes. instead of socially having a drink with a friend. Yes. It was more about. Like you feel like you needed it. Yes. Like at night, at 5.30, like, because I was working Mondays, like this Sunday I would have, like, I'm like, I need this glass of wine right now. Mm-hmm. My stomach. And then the two wouldn't even help me at all. Mm-hmm. And, and, and like you said, it actually made it worse because yes. then you had all the guilt and yes, ruminating on it after yep. the fact. So since once in January, and I started reading this book called The Naked Mind, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of helped me get a different outlook on alcohol. And the effects. Yes. And a lot of times you kind of don't really think about it, of all of these negative things that alcohol does and impacts your life but then you constantly keep th- hearing out in social media advertisements that alcohol is good for you but then in the, mm-hmm. in, it can be detrimental can be. Right? yeah right. yes so when you talk to your your husband in December yes so did you do anything else to help you at that time I work out but in, I use that as an escape for myself too but mm-hmm. I've always worked out like that's another thing in my life that I enjoy, but I don't really like to use that as like my scapegoat. But like sometimes the stress and anxiety would be so bad I couldn't work out. So it, like I didn't it even interfered with yeah. your activity and routine that usually brought you joy. Yeah, which is a sign of not only anxiety but depression. Yes, you know those are those when we don't do the things that used to bring us joy that yep. can be seen as depression and lack of sleep can be seen as depression. So and anxiety and depression are kind of like you know, interchangeable at times. Yes. So, and you know, postpartum, I don't, I don't know if it's postpartum. I don't know, but you kept thinking like, it's going to happen right after you have your baby. Like you're going to get all these emotions, but I don't know. I think over the past year, like my hormones are still out of whack. Like, and it, and it can last up. It can last yes. a long time. I mean, and we talked a little bit about, you know, baby blues is one thing. Every mom gets baby blues, yes. but is it postpartum depression? Does it go to that level where you're not sleeping? It's right. interfering your functioning. And, you know, there are some things that I would say could meet some of the criteria for yes. that. And, and there's no timeline or there's no, everybody's journey is a little bit different. Right. But your hormones are whacked out. You have a baby, your body's changed, your hormones are yes. changed, you're, you know, you're, and then on top of that, your coping skill was shoving it down mm-hmm. and drinking. Yeah. So that was like, you know, there, there wasn't a way to get out of it. It was like a, being on a, a right. treadmill. So did sharing help? Um, no, not at first. Did you talk to anybody else? I did. I started seeing a therapist that's helped me a lot. Um. 
I haven't gone a whole lot of appointments, but just enough that I kind of started getting it out. And that's what she directed me to the book of the naked mind. And that's so getting not, some skill set yeah. in place. It's not exactly like my story of the the naked mind, but it's given me just an understanding of it's like a psychoeducation. Yes, kind and of thing. it's helped when I don't go to a therapy session. Mm-hmm. Um, you mean when you have an off week? Yes. you can refer to the book. Yes. It kind of helps you. And especially if I start feeling guilty for having a glass of wine or a margarita. But then, like, I've talked to a couple people and I never, I didn't feel like I was getting the feedback that I wanted. So I was just like, okay, well, maybe I don't have any problems, like, going on. Like, I... And see, maybe that's that thing where, you you know, we want a support network to lift us up and somehow you didn't have the right support network right. and you were dismissed and poo-pooed. Oh, you don't have a, you don't have a problem. You're screaming, I have a problem. And I sometimes, well, sometimes though, when people haven't gone through it, they don't understand it. Right. Because I know a few people that I told after my divorce that I was having anxiety, they've never had anxiety. So they didn't know how I was feeling. Right. right. And that's that empathy, you know, trying to put yourself in the other person's shoes instead of dismissing you even saying something like, well, I can't really know what that's like, but I could imagine it must be difficult. Yes. And so then you, you were reinforced not to share because yes. you shared and, and it didn't help and didn't, yes. you didn't get any help from it. So I've kind of leaned towards not talking to those people about mm-hmm. it anymore. Um, but the therapist, you do have. Yes. You know, I have my husband and I have a therapist mm-hmm. and I've, that's why I've been wanting to open up a little bit more is because it you don't find a lot on the social media or anything about different you always hear one story one story one story so it's kind of like okay well my story is a little different and maybe someone else could relate to this or if there is moms need to hear that because they need to know like it's not an easy time having a small baby right and it's okay that you're not okay and it's okay not to reach all those expectations that you had put in your mind you know yes but you went from sharing with no one to putting it on a podcast now everybody gets to benefit (laughs) and and learn and it helps you to share it yes so and that's what like my just this year you know I'm trying to better myself as a person and and as a mother and I'm always up for improvement Mm -hmm. so like I want to help others Mm -hmm. and so that's why I'm a trainer mm-hmm. that's why I'm in the fitness got it in and, you to be yes. a helper yes mm-hmm. so and being a mom now <laughs> so I want to just do good for her so where are you on this journey then I'm the past two months I've been going uphill slowly um I'm taking my drinking back a little like I try to let myself still enjoy something but then I kind of if I have a glass of wine, I drink a glass of water. Like I'm trying mm-hmm. to do certain things that's for me. Mm-hmm. Um, my therapist mentioned doing like a routine for bed for me to also help me sleep at night. Mm-hmm. Um, she said it's kind of like we start our kids in that bedtime routine mm-hmm. and it helps improve their sleep. Mm-hmm. So she said start doing that from yourself. So I have. I, I start taking care of my skin a little bit more, especially after having a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my face was destroyed <laughs> but um so it's like kind of doing a, a bedtime routine I put in my essential oils in my diffuser before I go to bed and then I just do my makeup take my makeup off and then go and relax have a glass of tea instead of mm-hmm. that wine mm-hmm. and then by an hour later I'm in bed mm-hmm. it's helped a little bit but I can say that my sleep isn't still great yeah and, and again your hormones are still 
a little bit messed up and, and you're learning going through all of that and it'll all, it'll all come. Yes. And then, you know, doing those affirmations in the middle of the night, you know, sometimes yes. shift that thinking too. We, we discussed that a little bit. Did you, you are you using like um, any forms of thinking about self-awareness and self-control? You know, we had mentioned those in our earlier podcast. You know, how does that impact you or what have you done with that? So when I'm out, I always kind of try to tell myself, is how is this going to make me feel for later on in the night? So I always try to keep myself aware of the after effect that I'm going to have. Thinking through your actions. Yes. And then just taking a step back, um, kind of doing a double thinking, like a double question yourself before you actually go and do it. Like we talked about, that was one of our questions we'd say, what was, what's the worst thing that can happen if I make this decision and can I live with it? Yes. You know, and if it is, then you can go for it. If not, you might hit the pause button and do something different. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. And then I've been just trying to also take myself out of an environment that I know that I'm not going to a hundred percent be myself with, or it's going to make me uncomfortable right now. Like anxiety, Kind of if I have to leave all of for something that I don't really want to go and do, or if I think that an out like a drink or two drinks is gonna help me with that situation, where it's like I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Like I want to put myself in that situation, being one hundred percent me. Mm-hmm. And right now, maybe I'm not strong enough to go and not have a glass of wine right now, so mm-hmm. I'm just gonna stay at home. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You got to do what's best for you, putting your needs first and Olive's needs first, and and you know again also reality check is one glass of wine if you're just having one glass of wine is not going to be the end all either right, you know right. so that's catastrophic thinking yes you know, kind of tempering that a little bit and but you know if, if you don't want to go out or you don't feel strong enough to go out you certainly it's this time in your life especially with a baby under a year old <laughs> it's okay to stay home it's okay to say no yes you know we we preach it and and yet we don't always we don't always do what we preach do we more <laughs> sometimes we um have a hard time saying no still so but yeah you gotta do what's best for you it's hard because drinking is a lot socially with what the yes. age group and your friend group yes mm-hmm. and then you always get those questions like oh are you pregnant oh you know if you're not drinking it's like right. no maybe I just don't want to drink right and I do think that is something that society it's such a norm to drink that there's something wrong with you if you're yes. not drinking. Yes. And you can just say, I don't want to have a drink. Right. You know? Like I had a friend that did a dry January mm-hmm. and I admired her every I time we were out and I'm like, good for you. Well, and I would try. That proves then that you don't have to. Right. You don't need it. Like, yes. No, I think that's good. And, so, so, and, and, and supplementing tea, you know, or something else, especially without caffeine, something yes. before bed, that's that oral fixation without the alcohol involved. Yes. And actually... With my whole caffeine, I've had to take a step back too. Mm-hmm. Oh, caffeine triggers my anxiety. <sighs> and then not sleeping. Mm-hmm. Like I would even have one glass of coffee before noon. Mm-hmm. And then I, at first I'd be okay, but now it's like, no. Mm-hmm. Like now I'm even on decaf. Like just to have like the routine of it. And it's like, but this see is that, crazy. But, you're, but you know right now that, that that's not for you. And that yeah. could come later. You know, I go back to coffee later on. But right now you're just recognizing that. Your body's super sensitive to anything that would create more anxiety in your life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's putting your needs first, and that's good. Yes. That's good stuff. Um, what do you do for self-compassion and self-care? I mean, I know you work out, and that's yes. like one of those... It, that's it, it is, but it's um, 
it's just like a daily routine for me to do. Um, my skin has been a priority since I was pregnant, kind of going through changes. I mean, your whole body goes through changes, mm-hmm. but then just constantly like my skin, that was the next thing for me. It was my, like my body and my skin. Like I want to have, like, I don't want to have to wear makeup some days mm-hmm. and I want to have to feel, I want to feel confident. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so I do that and I do like to watch some TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, hate netflix for taking off friends but <laughs> there's a reunion coming by the I way know. so that'll be fun. i heard hbo picked up friends but i searched it last night and i didn't see it on there mm. so we'll see but i kind of just do guilty pleasures like that mm-hmm. um again we even have to call them guilty pleasures i know Let, let's just call them pleasures <laughs> i know you know <laughs> something that you like that you don't have to feel guilty no. about you know is that funny my that husband mindset? hates my husband hates the show he always is like do you have to watch this i'm like yeah I do. It makes me laugh all yeah. day. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you also, you know, don't discredit the fact that you do therapy and yes. you're reading to to build your knowledge and and that psychoeducation. So, you know, those things that you're putting in place for you. Yes. That's all good stuff that's, you know, promoting self-care and self-compassion. Yes. And for the longest time growing up, like I never went to therapy. I and didn't know if that was like acceptable it was okay my husband's gone through therapy and he was the one that encouraged me to even go mm-hmm. and that's helped me and it's just nice to kind of go and talk to someone mm-hmm. and then for them to sit there and say you're not crazy mm-hmm. like you have all these feelings like you might be normal for having these but and they and, reassure you that you are normal right. and, and for you to okay. say this to our listeners let's somebody else out there know yes. that it is normal it is okay it is your journey but it's okay to go through and feel your feels and yes. think your things and be okay with that. Yes. And we all have our bad days and and if it's starting to become a problem or you starting to realize that it's more bad days and like I started to know that my it, I wasn't myself anymore. Like I started being like just sad like more than I am used to. And I'm more of a bubbly happy person all the time. And to sometimes wake up and you don't really want to get out of bed sometimes. Like, or you wish your daughter would sleep in just a little longer so you could actually stay in bed just a little longer. And I'm a person, I get up and I'm like, I'm wide awake when I wake up, but I just kind of been slowly getting out of bed. And it's just, it is hard. Mm-hmm. And, but the fact that you recognize that you weren't yourself, mm-hmm. that's a hard thing. That's self, self-awareness in itself to say, I know I'm not being who I am mm-hmm. normally. I know I'm having a change in my thinking, change in my behavior, yes. change in my functioning. And those are all things that are, you know, again, listeners out there, if these things are going on, you know, talking to a therapist, talking to a support person that's going to lift you up, maybe even getting assessed for medication. You know, we talked mm-hmm. about that a little bit, but, you know, and again, I'm not a psychiatrist. I don't prescribe meds, but... You know, sometimes it goes hand in hand with your therapy and the right medications if your hormones are out of whack and there's nothing wrong with getting help when you need it because it's hard to do it all on your own. It is. And you're living proof that, you know, (laughs) it wasn't working for you to do it the way you were trying to do it. No. And then again, even, and maybe not even saying these words out loud, um, but resenting your baby or resenting your husband or resenting the situation you know because you're exhausted yes and 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 it's overloading yes you know and and that's normal yes i know and like i'm i've never been at the part though if i think the whole postpartum that i 
never wanted to hurt myself and that's and not necessarily that's not necessarily <laughs> that you know that that doesn't mean postpartum it can be just even that resentment yes or just that you know and I think we all felt that way Megan had my daughter had colic and, and man there were times I wanted to just jump out of the window and so I would take her in the car and drive her around at two three in the morning because that was the only way to get her to quit crying and then my husband was like what are you doing there's drugs out there at that time I'm like I have to do this or I'm going to lose my mind, Right. you know? And yes, I loved her. Right. I loved her with all my being, but that point of exhaustion where you can't feel like you can't do it. Right. And, and not telling anyone. Yes. <laughs> and, and now that I'm starting to kind of open up, I just, I don't want people to not take me serious just because I don't talk about it and I still try to act like I'm fine, mm-hmm. but... I kind of would like, you know, like some of your friends, if you go out and you try to just be like, I'm not drinking tonight, I just wish that they would be... Supportive. Okay, like, okay. But do you communicate that with them? Um, I haven't 100%. Because, see, that's the thing. We can't know by osmosis what people are thinking. So share, hey, guys, this is what I'm doing, so I need your support. Right. Being overt. Or something that's kind of helped me is trying to just find things that don't revolve around alcohol. Finding other activities... Rock climbing. Can't very well do that when you're yeah. drinking. <laughs> I hope not. Well, it would be a, a, a disaster. But, but you're right. Doing something different. Yeah. My friends and I, we talk about that. Or just try to plan like different date or dates like together. Like girls night. Like, okay, what can we do this time that's like different and fun and yes, not like, revolved around it? I like that idea. Because I actually, know we need a girls night. Yeah, yeah. we're actually planning a girls night with another friend of ours, Kelly. We're going to have a jammies and movie night. And mm. we're just going to like literally hang out and and watch a movie and eat popcorn and giggle like little girls because again we want to hold on to being fun and and what do you do for fun now see that's a hard thing when you have a baby it's like everything's wrapped up in yes that first year any time I think that I step out of my house where I'm alone I try to embrace it and I try to be like okay this is my time but it is hard when you leave the house and your me time is just to go to work mm-hmm. And so it's like I, I don't really have that time where I'm going out of the house where it's somewhere to go to the mall or I don't do that. And, and if I do, sometimes I start to feel guilty. So, Well, I mean, then there's compromise too. You could always take Olive to the mall and right. walk around. You know, I mean, there's, yes. again, thinking outside the box. It doesn't always have to be just you because you do enjoy being with your daughter. So right. if that's what brings you joy, then planning something that you guys can participate in together. It is, but... <laughs> she's in the stage right now where it's hard. She, yeah, she wants she wants to do more than what she can, mm-hmm. so she'll fuss if she's in the stroller for too long, mm-hmm. and it's just it's a lot. So it makes it harder. Yeah, it's not fun. No, where it's like yeah, the first hour might be great, and then she's just like, all right, I'm done. And it's so like, then well, you go for an hour. Yeah, so I know. Still, you know. That's there's... what I, I went right before um, our last trip, and I. I have to take a couple things back. So I'm like, I'm going to go while I'm out already. I'm just going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go home and then she'll probably be awake. <laughs> but your husband's got her now, yes. right? So especially yes. if it's somebody in your family or somebody you trust, you can just let. Yes. <sighs> take a sigh, let your guard down and just go enjoy it. Yes. I know um, when my mother-in-law is in town, she watches her a lot too, which helps me. And then like, and then my mom, my, my parents live out of town. So it's harder. Right. Because you don't have yeah. your mom. Yeah. Yeah, and so when she's coming, like my husband's going out of town in April for a week, and my mom's going to come and help me, and that will help me, and I'll feel like a little bit better, mm-hmm. but um, it, 
I always feel like the best when my husband has her. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that extra anxiety. Like I still get anxiety when my mom watches her or my mother-in-law mm-hmm. and like other people. But the other person, by the way, is my daughter who is now going to be babysitting yes. all of us. Yes. So if yes. you're listening, oh, Meg, yeah. don't let, don't do anything that would make Rachel stress. <laughs> <laughs> FaceTime her the entire day. Here's what Olive's doing. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm trying to be okay. And I'm trying not to also show that to the people that are but watching. No, you're allowed to say that. Yeah. You don't have to Oh my be gosh, with my first daughter, I had like a notebook and I made everyone write everything down. I mean. No, you're okay to be, you're well, allowed to say, hey, I'm really anxious about this. I'm just letting you know. You don't have to say, you don't have to pretend. I know. And I try not to, but I know. You're allowed I to need be to get real. a little nervous. I know my um, husband's cousin, younger cousin, was coming over to watch all of one night for dinner. And it was a work dinner for him. And she was like, do you care if my boyfriend comes? And my husband's like, I don't know. As long as there's no... Uh, but you see, know. you guys could have said no. We did. But I told her as long as you guys don't mess around. I'm like, it's hard to do when they're young. Mm-hmm. So I was like... And they were fine. They were good. They just had their dinner. It was too short of a time where there was nothing. Yeah. But... Because I've heard stories about their parents watching my husband when they were growing up. So it's like, oh. But that, again, your your feelings have to come first and your needs have to come well, first. Well, yeah, and you, you want to be comfortable w- out of the house. Right, yes. you don't want them, you don't want to feel like you're worried about what they're going to think or feel. So you're going to give them the benefit of the doubt when really it's you saying, you know, I'd really rather not do that yet. Yes. You know? And that's okay. And I've only left her one night. One night. And so I... And, Trying to work on that, but well, I mean, when I you're ready, and again, when, after a year, once they're a year old, it gets a little easier. Then they once start they talking. talking, yeah. And and as long as you and your husband have some penciled in time, like we say, that yes. you guys got you know That's cultivate your relationship. <laughs> and I told him once um, his mom gets more back in town, I want to try to go out at least like once a month. But just us. I think and that's a good start. We go out to dinner with like couples sometimes, and sometimes I'm even like, I don't want to do that. Like, yeah. I want to just me and you because I feel like every time we're out, we don't really get to talk. Like, mm-hmm. it's just about our friends. Right. Well, and even at night, and, and we talked about this, the, this will be coming on the podcast about relationships, you know, turning off social media, turning off the TV, turning off the phones, and just talking after the baby's in bed. Yeah. And that's, a, that's intentional time to. Kindle. We again. need to work on that too. Yeah, it's or bad. and it's it's really it's it takes effort, but the payoff is great. Yes, and that's I think we all get a we're on our phone a, a lot. Oh yeah, like I play solitaire, and once she goes to bed, it helps me kind of take my mind off things. Mm-hmm. Although that they say that the blue light, of the screen is not good for your sleeping. Well, that's why I got. I did so. get glasses. I don't know if they're helping or not, but. I, I'm taking the steps, but it's like, I don't want to think about anything, so right. I'm going to play solitaire. But again, that's a bit of avoidance. You I know. know. Just talking <laughs> about things is okay, because once you talk about things, you know, then you have, you guys are a team going yes. through at, taking life on together, yes. instead of each individually doing life side by side, but not, you know, right. integrating that and having the support from each other. Yes. You're not an island. Right. You're married. You have a wonderful husband and you have friends. You have some good friends that you can tell them what you're thinking. And the friends that are a little toxic or a little difficult or, or negative, then you might not want to hang out with them. Like you said, right. there, there's people that you say, this isn't healthy for me. Right. So putting mm-hmm. your needs first. Yes. Not everybody else's. Yes. Okay. Um, anything you want to add on that? 
any no. advice, Rachel, that you have for our listeners who may be contemplating having a baby or with a new baby or pregnant? Any, any advice that you would give them? Everything that you are feeling is normal. Um, before having a kid, I was not ready to have a kid. It was really scary. But now that I have her, it honestly was the best thing. Like being a mother is something I think that I was destined to be from a young age that I never thought. But everything that I've gone through so far, I've loved every stage. It's hard, but I've loved it. And yes, I'm dealing with hormonal issues right now that are throwing me out of whack. But it's okay to it's okay to feel all that. It's okay to talk to someone if you need to, Mm -hmm. and don't be ashamed if the first person that you say something to doesn't agree with you Mm -hmm. Um, because also they're not also seeing everything that you're feeling either you're putting on a mask for someone right so be real be genuine and I am so far going to see a therapist if Mm -hmm. that's something that you need to do secretly like I have for a couple months Mm -hmm. try it Mm -hmm. and it helps it's wonderful to to reach out because we're doing everything when you go see a therapist, you're doing the things that you're talking, you're communicating, you're getting out your feelings, you're not shoving it down. Yes. And you're getting told, basically, you're normal. Yep. Mm-hmm. This stuff happens. Yes. And you're not alone. Yes. So, good advice. Very, very good advice. Yes. Well, thank you so much for thank coming you. on our show, Rachel. We thank you for having me. So appreciate your vulnerability. And hopefully, you know, our listeners out there, if they have anything that this brings up, that they can message us or, you know, reach out to us. Um, but we really appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Stay cheeky, goddesses.